Hey, this is Guy Sebastian, and you're listening to FM 99.3. Northside Radio, FM 99.3. As I mentioned before, we value our local organisations such as the SAS and John's uh, Ambulance and many other great organisations, but it's a little less clear quite often how to get involved and what exactly they do and how they go about it. So on the line, my guest Jason Lee. Good afternoon, Jason. Good afternoon, Richard. Thanks for having me on. Jason, uh, welcome to the program. And you're a, a busy guy with involvement with some important local local organisations. And uh, a couple of them that I'd like to ask you about uh, today include St, St John's Ambulance and also the SES. I might ask you about that one first. Can I just kick off by asking uh, how you got involved and what took you on that journey to becoming involved with the SES? Okay, so uh, I started off, uh, I'm still an Army Reserve legal officer, and I've been in the Army Reserve since 2003. Um, and in 2012, 13, I decided to apply some of those skills that I'd learned in the Army uh, towards um, building uh, resilience for the community. Um, and uh, to that end, I thought about St. John and SES and teaching cadets at my old school, and the rest of the is history. So what's your role now at SES? What's what's the kind of involvement that you have there now? So I'm currently the unit commander for Willoughby Lane Cove unit of the SES, which uh, covers where Northside Radio is. Um, to clarify, that covers uh, the local government areas of uh, Willoughby City Council as well as Lane Cove Council. Um, so I run the unit um, uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a great bunch of people. Now, of course, the units cooperate with other units when something serious happens, but as a unit, as the unit functions and as it prepares for anything that might occur, how do you go about that in your meetings? What's the, what's the approach and how, how do you go about getting ready for the sorts of things that will happen? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. Um, obviously, we train for real and uh, it is the state emergency service. So as the name suggests, it's a 24-hour, uh, seven days a week sort of organisation. We're the combat agency for uh, storms, floods and tsunamis, which means that uh, if those uh, things eventuate, then they turn to the SES. Um, each Monday, we have training. Uh, in the COVID environment, it's uh, more um, online, but uh, ordinarily, we would meet on a Monday at 7 o'clock, uh, have a meeting at uh, just maintenance on our trucks, uh, have a meeting from 7.30 to, say, 10 to 8, and then we have our training session, and it's generally storms, uh, storm-related or flood-related um, uh, trees and roof jobs, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and that goes to about 9.30, quarter to 10. So what's the kind of thing, how do you train for that? Obviously, uh, there's a range of incidents that might happen in the community that involve those broad topics, but how do your new trainees uh, learn about what to do? They, they obviously can't just walk into a situation of trees down, wires down. You know, How do you actually get them ready from scratch? That's correct, uh, Richard. Obviously, you've got to learn your fundamental rudimentary skills, uh, uh, including knots, plenty of uh, lots of knots, um, and uh, they're important. Uh, then we progress onto uh, higher-level things, like um, how to uh, stay safe on a roof, um, how to uh, saw trees, how to uh, manual handling, um, you have fitness, uh, you have uh, how to operate a pump, uh, how to divert water from where it shouldn't be to where it should be. Um, and then as you progress through your SES career, um, you do things like navigation, uh, land search, 
um, and you can um, move to other streams such as uh, flood rescue, um, aviation, air sort of uh, operations. There's plenty of uh, different uh, areas you can be a uh, an operator within the um, the incident management uh, environment as well. So you don't necessarily have to be hands-on. I was speaking with Jason Lee about uh, the SAS, the local SAS in particular. It covers our area. Obviously, Jason, if someone was interested in joining the SAS, they don't walk in with these skills. Um, how do they uh, become confident that they will learn the things they will need to learn from scratch? They'll be Obviously, they'd be with other people who might have learned, but they haven't learned. So how, how do you kind of kick it off uh, right from the beginning with a, somebody who might be listening and just interested to join but does not have any of those skills just yet? Great question, uh, Richard. Uh, as I alluded to before, there are two streams. The first stream is the field, which is uh, you're basically in the truck um, dealing with uh, tree jobs and um, storm jobs and flooding sort of jobs. Uh, you can also be in the office, and that is called IMT, Incident Management, uh, basically in operations, dealing with residents, uh, arranging logistics, um, tasking teams, and that sort of thing. So um, there's something for everyone. Um, and all the training is uh, provided um, by us, so there are no prerequisites as such. Um, you sign up, and then uh, we uh, allocate a mentor to you, and um, the, uh, we, we guide you through that, that journey along uh, as an SES volunteer. Mentioning the management and the incident management touches on an area because I guess our first instinct is to think about arrival, uh, to think about a flood, to think about a tree. But of course, a lot of uh, communication has to go on, doesn't it, in terms of just telling people what's going on and what we're here to do and how long it might take. Uh, all those sorts of questions that are going to be thrown at your uh, your your personnel when any incident happens so i guess it's a fair part of the training to just deal with that kind of issue what to say how to say it who's going to say it absolutely so uh, that's why we value our incident management team uh, volunteers um, uh, as much as we do because they are really the interface uh, at least initially uh, and throughout the job uh, when uh, the um, when things happen and you need the assistance of the SES. So what ordinarily happens is uh, if there's an issue uh, that relates to storms, floods or tsunamis, you ring 132500 and it goes to our state operations headquarters in Wollongong. Uh, if it's within the Willoughby uh, City Council and they incur council areas, uh, the message gets sent to us uh, for us to deal with. And that's when uh, our first interaction with um, our local residents starts. In terms of your meetings, that you mentioned weekly meetings, in, um, would there be many people in attendance at a, at your local SES meetings, for example? Yeah, so before the COVID environment, we probably had somewhere between 40 and 50 uh, turn up on a Monday evening. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, people uh, attend online, but we still run courses. So last Monday, uh, we had probably uh, a dozen people at our uh, unit uh, going through their storm and water damage operations courses um, and I was uh, busy interviewing. Uh, there's plenty of uh, interest in um, our local residents joining which is which is great. That's fantastic and where do you meet? We meet at 25 Station Street in Narrenburn just opposite the Oval so nice and local. Uh, it's a walking distance from um, St. Leonard's uh, train station 
plenty of parking, so that's not an issue. That's very handy too. And uh, so that's great. And so what if somebody's interested, they're not sure whether it's for them and they just want to find out more about it, what's the best thing that they should be doing? I'd say hop onto the SES website um, and uh, you can Google it and there are plenty of um, pictures and the stories uh, from fellow volunteers um, and you get a good feel as to uh, what we do and whether it's for you. I'd encourage you to um, apply. It's a wonderful bunch of people, very giving, uh, very kind-hearted, uh, very caring and there's something really special about looking after your local community as well because um, you have a real sense of belonging. Uh, you're familiar with the streets uh, because you've helped in the job there before. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I've, I've never looked back and uh, I'm sure that I'll be uh, doing this for the rest of my life. I know it's cliche to say young and old, but you do see uh, members of the SES span a pretty broad range of age groups and demographics. It does seem to be a pretty inclusive Organisation, so a pretty good opportunity to make friends and uh, kind of new insights about your community as well as the the nitty gritty of the rescue work. Uh, absolutely. So one of my tasks at the moment is to plan the 40th anniversary of one of our former uh, deputy unit uh, commanders, um, and he's a, a very special gentleman uh, by the name of Ian, um, and he's. Uh, served uh, and given so much to the local community so we want to make sure that it's uh, more than just your basic barbie uh, and a beer um, and uh, we have very young members we have uh, the children of members so some of our youngest members are right on 18 and uh, we uh, I crack a joke and say that there's plenty of pressure uh, because I want three generations of the one family in, a, in the one unit so uh, yeah it's a really collegiate uh, group of uh, group uh, people with uh, excellent camaraderie. Um, everyone gets along, they get the, the job done, uh, teamwork. Um, and I always say it's the best cure for uh, Monday nighters or what Garfield used to call Monday Bloody Monday. <laughs> it's just something, something to look forward to. That's uh, you know, it's. Um, no, that's excellent. And uh, I'm speaking with Jason Lee about the SAS locally. So you could uh, check that out on Google and uh, express your interest or find out more about it. But uh, Jason, you've got a few more other, a few other activities in play at the moment, uh, potentially hyperactive by the sound of it. I'm going to ask you in a moment about your role at St John's. This is Northside Radio FM, not home by three. Small station, big city, huge performance. FM 99.3, Northside Radio. Indeed it is. Richard Bell, Northside Radio FM 99.3. And we speaking a moment ago with Jason Lee about the SES, I should say, and its role, a very important role locally, and it plays into some other work that you're doing, Jason, with St John's. And that's also a very active uh, and... Uh, uh, strong organisation locally. Can I ask you what your role is there and uh, uh, just connect us up with opportunities for members of the community and listeners with St John's? Okay, so my current role is I'm a hub leader so in uh, Sydney. Um, it looks after Paddington, uh, Glebe, Glebe Cadets uh, and Burwood, which is Western Suburbs. Um, in my previous uh, life, I was one of the assistant commissioners. I was in charge of conduct and standards as well as uh, innovation and transformation before that. And prior to that, I was the divisional superintendent for the local division, which is uh, Mossman Willoughby, which was uh, based opposite uh, the Great Northern Hotel, just on the corner of uh, Pacific Highway and Mowbray Road. So that's uh, my journey in St. John. Um, 
that's just about as local as it gets in terms of where St John's uh, St John's Animal is uh, progressing at the moment and opportunities for members of the public to get involved uh, once again as with the SES we tend to see it at a crisis not only that we also see St John's represented very well at local events and so on but what are the opportunities for members of the public to get involved how does it work uh, before we reach a stage of what we see at events? Okay, so uh, St. John is uh, essentially clinical uh, related, so we're talking event health services, um, and they provide first aid services to events. Um, just later on this afternoon, for example, uh, I will be on the bike team, the bicycle emergency response team for St. John Ambulance, uh, which is providing first aid coverage for the NRL preliminary finals at the stadium. So uh, once uh, we finish this interview, I'll be getting into my uh, riding nicks and my St. John uniform and putting some sunscreen on, uh, ready to respond um, if anything were to happen. So they range from really small events. We're talking uh, junior AFL and the nippers, um, s- small states at schools and the like, all the way to the Royal, Sydney Royal Easter Show, to the City to Surf, um, the Seven Bridges Walk, and various uh, large events as well, uh, and everything in between. And of course, uh, in terms of a large event and a small event, I can understand from the point of view of logistics that the large events are a much bigger call, but the small events can have a crisis happen, and the, in some respects, it can be more difficult because your team there is going to be smaller. How do you train up and become ready for the range of things that might happen at very short notice? Great question. So um, if you're interested, you hop onto the St John Ambulance uh, New South Wales website and it'll uh, direct you to uh, your local division. So uh, the local area in this um, vicinity is Harborside Combined Division. Uh, for instance, and then uh, once you uh, express your interest, someone from the division will get in touch with you. You then um, attend uh, training sessions, much like the SES. So there, you learn uh, basic skills, uh, and as you and you do courses, uh, and as you progress through those, when you reach a certain level um, as a first aider, uh, then you progress to going on duty. Um, which is when you volunteer uh, at a post, a first aid post, to render first aid assistance. And that can include everything from basic uh, provision of uh, sunscreen, uh, you know, uh, directions, uh, providing band-aids and the like, to uh, the more serious matters, as you can imagine. The level of training would take, take you right through from, what you'd say, a novice through to a pretty skilled level of first aid. Um I take it that uh, those who train right through the various levels need to have a fairly strong commitment to stay stay involved and keep their learning up to date and be alert to the sort of issues that are going to happen. Do, uh, do your volunteers stay for extended periods? They do. Um, so um, much like the SES, you have uh, volunteers within St John Ambulance who have done decades, literally decades, of um, service. Um, I know someone who has volunteered since 1953. Um, and his wife since 1965, and they're still volunteering, which is quite remarkable in my view, you know. Um, and you wouldn't obviously keep doing it if you didn't find gratification or some satisfaction. So um, it is, uh, it, yes, it is um, a level of commitment. Um, when you volunteer uh, with an organisation as um, critical as uh, St John Ambulance and as BSES for that matter, 
uh, it's not one of those uh, where you can, I guess, pick and choose, you know, if the job needs to be done, you do it. Um, and obviously, if it's opportunity costs, you know, you need to turn down other um, activities and options um, because you've committed um, to an event like this evening. I mean, I had other people uh, getting in touch with me for various things, and I said, I'm sorry, uh, I can't because I will be on the bike team for St. John Ambulance. Um, You've mentioned uh, both for St John's and SES, the more senior volunteers have been with the organisations for extended periods. They've got a lot of knowledge. Um, is it part of the ethos or part of the approach of the uh, St John's to tap into that knowledge, to tap into that experience of how to deal with situations? Definitely. So uh, I personally uh, see our uh, older and more experienced members as living legends. Um, they have a, a wealth of experience, knowledge, uh, guidance, uh, because um, it's much very likely that they've been in that situation before and uh, dealt with that situation. So you would be uh, most uh, prudent and wise to ask the question and um, and, and seek guidance. So uh, they're often um, embedded within the divisions, both as a divisional president or uh, scattered right through the organisation. Um, so within its historical arm, within its uh, former uh, member sort of arm. So no one really leaves in John. You just transition uh, through the various phases uh, and positions. Um, and uh, that's one of the beauties of this organisation. Jason, it's been great to catch up this afternoon and you are literally about to jump on your bike and attend to some commitments for the SES. But can I ask you about St John's as well? What's the best way of people to try and find out more, try and find out if it's for them uh, meeting up and the time and what's involved? Is it uh, Should they Google and uh, make some inquiries that way? Is that the best way to start? Definitely. So hop into uh, Google, uh, Mr Google, and have a look at St John Ambulance New South Wales. Um, and go through the website and uh, you can work out which uh, division is best for you in terms of your locality. Uh, then uh, once you're in touch with that local division, work out when they meet. Uh, usually it's uh, weekly. Um, and then just attend the meetings and uh, there's a little bit of uh, initially follow the bouncing ball in terms of online learning and um, attending uh, courses and the like. Um, it's well worth it because they're basically building blocks. Uh, when you go through the initial steps, you become more and more skilled and you can, can progress through your clinical uh, levels. You can um, apply for positions as and when they become available. It's fantastic for, for the organisation because succession planning is critical to ensure the longevity and the uh, smooth flowing of that organisation. Jason, it's been great to chat this afternoon about two fantastic organisations and thanks very much for your own contribution to the community through those organisations. Uh, let's uh, catch up again soon about a couple of other things as well, other organisations and other opportunities for volunteers. But Jason, uh, thanks for joining us here at Northside Radio this afternoon discussing St John's Ambulance and also the SES. Thank you so much, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Northside Radio FM 99.3, great volunteering by our by a member of our local community, and we'd love to carry those stories. If you're involved in great organisations, in this case it was St John's Ambulance and also the SES, but if you're involved in any others, we'd love to hear from you on 94196969, by email, via the web, or in any other way. Northside Radio FM 99.3, this is James Taylor. Northside.